lift you up, God, because you are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, you said, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. So we thank you, God, that we do have breath and we can give you praise, God. We can give you glory. Father, we thank you that you are in the midst of us. We thank you that you are our present help, God, even in the time of trouble. We thank you, God, for our helper, our teacher, our comforter. We thank you for the Holy Spirit on today. And Holy Spirit, we yield ourselves unto you on today. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And God, we thank you that on today, Father God, that our hearts are open and receptive to receive this word from you on today. God, we thank you for giving us mantle from heaven, God. We receive it right now. So God, I bind every principality. I bind every spirit of wickedness in high places. I bind every spirit of darkness, Father God, that has come to hinder, God, what you have for us on today. And God, I plead the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. And we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Open your Bibles to the book of St. John. And let us hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church. Amen. We want to honor this word while the word of God is being read. Because it is his word. St. John, the first chapter, we're going to begin at the first verse, and I'm going to end at verse 3. The word of God reads, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. I'm going to say that again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. I want to talk about this morning. The Word of God does not have an expiration date. The word of God does not have an expiration date. And I'm going to tell you how God, God is just so funny and he's so humorous. I was um, in the kitchen and I was, my son always get on me and my husband, because you know how sometimes you leave stuff in the refrigerator and you'll forget about it. You just leave it in there, you pull it out, you use it, you don't even think about looking at the expiration date. But you know, young folks today, when they get their children and you get ready to give them something, you look at the date on that mama. So I was reminded, so I looked at the date, and as I was looking at the date on it, um, it had expired. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me, and he said, my word doesn't have an expiration date. When something expires, that means it's no longer in use. We know that our driver's license expire, our insurance policies expire, we have food that expire, we have a lot of things that expire, and you cannot use it again. So this is what God is wanting to say to the body of Christ. And I think we as the body of Christ, we act like God's word has an expiration date. Why do I say that? Because we don't use it like we should use it in different situations that we go through. We act like God's word is is void. We act like God's word is not going to do like it says it's going to do. So we don't bother to speak the word. Or even when we speak the word, we're not looking for the word to do what it says it's going to do. And this is why God is bringing in the body of Christ to say, my word has not expired. 
And when we look at the beginning of this verse, it says, in the beginning was the word. That means that the word existed before anything was created. When you go back to Genesis, you look at in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we know that the heavens and the earth was void. It was empty. There was nothing there. But the Bible said the spirit was waiting. The spirit was sitting there waiting for God to speak. To speak what? The word. So there could be. So God is saying that he, Jesus was here. The word of God was here before anything was here. The word of God is going to endure forever. That means it's from everlasting to everlasting. And we have to know about the word. Even before we began to speak the word, we need to have a relationship with the word of God, which is Jesus, that when things come up in our lives, we're looking at the word that it is true. We're not looking at it like it expires. We're not looking at it like it has lost what it, what it, um, how can I put it, like, like mayonnaise. It has lost its taste. That's why the word of God say, taste and see that the Lord is good. So in the beginning, that means before anything existed, y'all, the word was here. This is why the Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain. That means when heaven and earth pass away, this is the time in Matthew 24 when it was talking about the tribulation period. Everything is going to pass away, but God said, my word is going to remain. It's going to stand. So we have to go into this word to get to know this word. So when situations pop up in our lives, we can live by the word of God. There is life in the word. The word is your lifeline. But if you never get into the word and get to know the word, you're going to be acting like that the word is null and void, meaning that it has expired in your life. And God is saying it's time to rise up and do according to what the word of God is saying. When we look in the book of Revelations, this was John. John got revelation from Jesus Christ concerning the end. And he spoke to John, and as he was speaking to John, this is what he said to John in Revelations 1. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Meaning that God is at the beginning, he starts at Genesis, and he goes all the way to the end of Revelation. Meaning that he's the beginning of a thing. He's the ending of the thing. He does not end. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He is eternal. So that's why he said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. He said, which is, which was, and which is to come. I'm the Almighty. You got to understand that he does not change. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. I change not. Your situation may change. Change, but God's word is going to stay the same. It don't matter what it looked like, what it appeared to be. God said, my word is not going to change. It has not expired. We need to get excited that we have the word of God that never expire. No matter what comes up in your life, you need to be speaking the word of God because God's word will not come back to him void. It will go out and do what he has sent it to do. It will prosper. So we need to get excited when it comes to the word of God. This is just not a book, y'all. This is God's word that was written unto us. 
So anytime we get in trouble, anything that you're in has already been written. And the only thing you got to go into the word of God and find out that situation is going on in your life. And you begin to decree and declare the word, knowing that it's going to be established. Jesus was telling those disciples, he said, my words are spirit and they are life. The enemy knows that the moment you get a hold to this word, it's going to bring life. The word is life given. Whatever is dead, when you begin to speak the word over it, it's going to rise up and it's going to live. The word of God said we're not born again of corruptible seed, but we're born again of incorruptible seed, which lives and abides forever, meaning that it is eternal. The flower faded, the grass withered, but the word of God it endures forever. So what is our problem when it comes to the word? The problem is we thinking that the word ain't working. The word was at work even before you were here. God was already existing even before anything existed. Going back to the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, which is, which was, and which is to come, meaning that he is eternal. But the part in there that says, I'm almighty. God is El Shaddai. The word is almighty. And when you look at El Shaddai, it means that he nourish, he supplies, and he satisfy. He nourish, he supplies, and he satisfy. That means that God is the all-sufficient one. That means that God takes care of everything that's going on in your life. He said, I'm all-sufficient. That's why they call me El Shaddai. I'm almighty. I'm the almighty God. We have to remember who God is when we go through situations. When it means that he nourish, it's just like a woman nourishing a child. That child is getting nourishment from that mother, knowing that if that child do not get nourishment from that mother that that child need, that child would die. That child is dependent on that mother while that child is growing up. That's what our dependency is supposed to be. It's on Jesus Christ, meaning that we can't do it ourselves. Some of us in this room today is still trying to do things on our own. We're still trying to make it work. We're still trying to heal ourselves. We're still trying to deliver ourselves. We're trying to find joy. We're trying to find peace. We're trying to find all of these things that God has already satisfied. He's nourishment. He's a supplier and he satisfies. That's what El Shaddai means. So we have to grab hold to what, what is written. When he said, in the beginning was the word, the first thing you got to know is the word existed before anything existed. But without the word, nothing would be made that was made. The problem with us is we're crying out to God to fix something. And God said, I have given you the authority to use my word to speak to that situation. So that situation will rise up because of my word. There is power in the word of God. The Bible said the word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So if you're not picking up the word of God, and if you're not decreeing and declaring the word of God, you're living amongst dead situations. If you want life to come into that situation, you got to speak the word of God. This is why when it go back to Genesis, they were speaking about the coming Messiah. They were talking about him. They were saying he was the everlasting father. He was the prince of peace. And I mean, they spoke this until Jesus came into beginning and into the world. But when he came into the world, the Bible said that the word became flesh 
and dwelled among us. Can you imagine? He's up there with his father in heaven, but God used Jesus to come down here on the earth to represent him, to speak his word. The word was speaking on the behalf of God. Now the word was up there with God and you couldn't see the word because God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in what? spirit and in truth. So God said, I'm going to send you the word to represent me on the earth. So you will get to know my love for you through the word of God. The only way you're going to know God's um, love is through his word. That's why the Bible say for God so loved the world that he gave his only what begotten son for those that believe in him shall not what perish, but have what everlasting life. So when the word came down here and took on flesh, he was representing the father, which was in heaven. So every word Jesus spoke, he spoke on the behalf of the father. So every word that you speak, you speaking on the behalf of the father. It is not your word. It is God's word. And the more time you spend in the word, you're going to become a part of what the word is doing. You are the messenger. You are decreeing and declaring what God is saying. These days and times, I have never, it's seldomly you see people get excited when it comes to the word. When it comes to a ball game, when it comes to a wedding, people excited. They're talking about the ball game. They're talking about what happened. They're talking about who was there. People get excited. But when it comes to the word of God, people act like it's nothing. People don't want to hear the word. They don't want you to tell them what the word of God is saying. They begin to hate you because you're giving them truth. And the reason why they're hating you is because when the word come in on the scene, whatever ain't like God, it dies. And see, the world don't want to die because the world think they're living, but they're not living. They are dying. And this is why Jesus came into the world. He took on flesh so the world didn't have to die. He's letting them know that God loved you so much that he sent me to die on your behalf so you don't have to perish. And if you accept the message that I'm bringing you, I'm the messenger, then you're going to have life and life eternal. The enemy don't want you to have life. He don't want you to have eternal life because eternal life is everlasting life. It's a life that don't end. This is why when we have funerals, that's a body in that casket. The spirit and the soul ain't there. That's just a body that the spirit and the soul lived in. But that spirit went to be with God if that person was saved. So God is still nourishing that person. They have life and eternal life that they have. So that's the time that we should be rejoicing. We missing the people, but we should be rejoicing because we know that they're with the Lord. We know that they're not in any more pain. We know that they're not going through anything because I'm going to tell you something. The word will comfort you. The word will keep you when you don't know what to do. When you get into that word, the word brings life even in the midst of a death situation. So we look back at this and say, in the beginning was the word. So the first thing you got to know is the word existed before anything was made. Go with me to the book of Colossians. In the book of Colossians, the first chapter, everything depends upon the word of God. Isn't that awesome? Everything depends upon the word of God because everything was made by the word of God. So the dependency of everything on this earth is by the word. It goes in Colossians to say in um, chapter 1, 16, 
For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. That means by him everything is held together. I want you to stop and think about that. We whine, we complain when there ain't no money in the bank. We whine, we complain when we're not feeling good. We whine and we complain when our children is acting up or when the job is going wrong. Or we whine and we complain when somebody act like they don't like us or when we feel like we're being rejected. But God has given us a remedy. And that remedy comes through the word of God. In order to get your life the way that your life should be, it has to be in alignment with the word of God. If you're born again. If you have accepted Jesus as as your Lord and Savior, you don't live by the world's way no more. You live by God's way, and God's way is the word of God. And everything in your life is held together by the word. He created you into being because of what he said. He said, let there be, and there was. So you got to understand, if you don't open your mouth and you don't speak according to the word, you're not going to get what the word has. If you keep whining and complaining about your situation, you're getting death. You're not getting life. There is life in the word of God. So we have to go into the word to get that life. I'm reminded of Abraham, and everybody know Abraham. When they were talking to Jesus about their father, they said Abraham was their father in John the 8th chapter. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Meaning that I existed before Abraham. You putting your trust in Abraham, but I'm the one that created Abraham. I'm the one that was here even before Abraham existed. Why am I saying that? You don't put no trust in no man. You put your trust in the word of God. And if man is in the word of God and living by the word of God, your trust is still in the word of God. But God is using man to bring the word of God. Your trust stay in the word and not in man. Because man will fail you. I don't care how much of the word they know. Man will fail at some time. But when they go back into the word of God, that word is going to give them life. That word is going to sustain them. That word, the word of God is what strengthens you. When we go back to Exodus, when God was sending Moses to his people, to the Israelites, he said, they're not going to believe me. God said, tell them that I am that I am. And Moses was looking at that and God said, this is what it means. I am mean to be, to become. God was saying, I'm self-existence, meaning my dependency is not on anyone. So I want your dependency to be on me. I'm going to be your bread. I'm going to be your water. I'm going to be your light. I'm going to be your salvation. I'm going to be everything you need for me to be. So that's why he said, tell them I am. I'm going to become what they need for me to become. So whatever your situation is, if you need healing in your body, he's already your healer. He said, I am your healer. I am the bread for heaven. I am your lifeline. God is who you need for him to be. I am your provider. I am El Shaddai. I 
am the great I am that I am. I am the Prince of Peace. I am Jehovah Jireh. We don't just say these names to be saying them. We say them because we have a relationship with him. So whatever situation come up, you say, God, you told me you'll be to me whom I need for you to be. God, you Jehovah Jireh to me today. You are my supplier. You see far off, God. You see my need even before I know I have a need. So we have to know that the word does not expire. It will do what God said it will do. This is why Abraham could stand on that word for 25 years. He took God at his word. So every day when we go into the word of God, the word of life, we have to remember, God, your word don't expire. Your word gives me life. Your word gives me everything that I need. God has given you authority over the things that he has created. His, this earth lived by the word of God. Whatever is dying, God said, you got the authority to speak to it. Why did Jesus speak to the fig tree? Because he had power over that fig tree. That was part of God's creation. Jesus was the one who created the fig tree. He was the word. God spoke the word and there was that fig tree. So Jesus began to tell that fig tree, he said, you're going to perish. You're going to wither at the root because you're fooling people. This is not the way I created you to be. So what is God telling you? Whatever in your life is acting up and not acting according to the word, you got to speak to that situation. Quit telling God to speak to something. God is on the inside of you. You have the word in you. You are spirit, soul, and body. The spirit has everything. The spirit is already connected to God, but you got to connect to the spirit by the renewing of your mind, getting your soul right. And then you telling that situation, you will live and not die. You will declare the works of the Lord. God gave me an illustration in my house. I got a plant in my living room, and I called the plant Miracle. So every day I go speak to Miracle, and I water Miracle, and I say, Miracle, you're growing. You're flourishing like the palm tree. You're growing like a cedar in Lebanon. You don't have dead leaves on you. Your leaves are always green. Your leaves are always flourishing. So one day I walked by the living room to let Joseph out, and I heard miracles speaking to me. I'm like, well, maybe that ain't, maybe I'm, mm. but it's like, come in the living room. This is true. Went in the living room. Y'all, I looked down at miracle. I said, what's going on, miracle? Somebody had pulled my plant out the pot. Miracle was speaking to me. So I actually dug down in the dirt and replanted miracle, but miracle was living outside the dirt. What am I saying to you? God creation will speak. God creation will cry out. And that's why we have to be able to hear in the spirit to know what's going on. So when I replanted that plant and watered that plant and began to speak to that plant, the plant still had life, y'all. The plant was not dead, but the plant was letting me know I have come out of the soil. I have come out of the ground, but the plant still had roots. So what am I saying to you? The word is your lifeline. The word will keep you. So whatever your bodies are not doing, God has given you authority over your body. When you begin to speak to your body and say, oh no, you're not cutting up today. 
You don't supposed to act like that. Now you get into alignment with the word. The word says by Jesus stripes, you are already healed today and we're not accepting nothing else. Now I'm not begging for you to be healed. I'm telling you that you're healed. So I want you to rise up off of your bed of affliction and I want you to do what the word of God is telling you to do. Do you hear what I say, body? Because I got authority over you. You don't have authority over me. You don't dictate to me what you're going to do. I'm telling you today what you're going to do. I'm telling you to rise up. I'm telling you pain. You go in the name of Jesus. Because you have no right in my body. But do you know what we do? We bow down to our pain. We talk about our pain. Oh, I'm hurting. I ain't feeling good. I'm hurting worse than I ever hurt. I got to get something done about this. God gave you what to do. He told you what to do in the word of God. And if you're in the word of God, when pain comes, guess what? When you're renewing your mind according to the word, uh, you don't belong here. What, what, What are you doing up in here? You get out of here. You don't belong here. Because by his stripes, I was already healed. Meaning he healed me over 2,000 years ago. You're not coming up in this house. See, you got to tell these things what to do. Quit allowing these things to dictate to you. Examples in the word of God. The woman with the issue of blood. What did she do? She spent all her money. She went to all these physicians. She spent all she had. So one day she heard about Jesus. She heard that Jesus is salvation. She heard that Jesus is a healer. She heard that Jesus is a deliverer. She heard all of these things about Jesus. So she kept saying within herself what she had heard. See, that's what you got to do. When you go into the word of God, you just don't go into the word of God and read it. You go into the word of God to read it, but then the word of God began to speak to you. Now, what's written is called logos. This is logos. It is written to us. But once you get logos into you, you're supposed to hear Rima speaking. And if you ain't hearing Rima speaking, see, this is the written word, but you got to have Rima. You got to have the word to speak to you. When did the word speak to you? When you're going through in your body and you've been in the word where it says Jesus took my infirmities and he bore my sicknesses. So when your body start acting up, Rima begin to speak and say he took your infirmities. He bore your sicknesses. That is Rima. That is God's spoken word speaking back to you what you read through Logos. But if you ain't reading the written word, you ain't going to get no spoken word. The enemy knows this. So what do we do? We spend so much time on other things. Those things are speaking. Facebook is speaking more than the word. I'm going to say it again. Facebook is speaking more than the word. Because we're spending too much time trying to see what everybody's doing on Facebook. So it's speaking to us every day. Check me out. See what this one is doing. We going through the timelines, being nosy, and everything is speaking except the word. The more time you spend with something, that's what's going to speak to you. The more time you meditate on something outside of the word, that's what's speaking to you. 
So this is why when we go into the written word, it's logos. But when that word begins to speak, it becomes rhema. I want the word to speak to me. I don't want to just read logos, what's written. But I want it to speak to me in situations when I don't know what to do. So that way peace comes through the word speaking to me. How are you going to get peace and joy if you ain't never in logos, the written word? God wrote everything for us. He said, the only thing I want you to do is read it. I want you to go in here and read it so this word can become a part of you. So when she heard the word, guess what? They didn't have Bibles. They didn't. But they were hearing the word. They were being taught the word. So they had to keep what they were hearing. So when she heard it, she kept saying within herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Now, this woman in the midst of all of this, y'all, she didn't supposed to be out in a crowd. Because when you got an issue like that going on, you don't supposed to be amongst the people. But she didn't think about an issue no more. Guess where her focus was? It was on the word. The word was in town. And she had to get to the word. So she pressed her way through that crowd to get to the word of God. And when she got to the word, Jesus knew that she had touched him. So the word began to speak. His Rima began to speak. She had what was written, but Rima began to talk. He said, who touched me? And that woman began to tell him that she did touch him. He said, I felt the virtue come from me. And the disciples thought he was crazy. Because they're like, all these people around you, master, and you saying who touched you? He said, I know that someone with faith touched me. Someone believed what the word of God was saying, and now I know that they're being made whole. So that woman was being made whole because she heard, and she acted upon what she heard. She acted upon the word of God. The word does not have an expiration date. When you down and out, and you can go into the word of God, the word of God tells us, be anxious for nothing. He said for nothing. Come on now, why in the world would God allow Paul to put that in the Bible? Be anxious for nothing. All of us get anxious, right? I don't know about y'all, but I get anxious, I get antsy, I get worried, I get concerned sometimes. But the Bible is telling me, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication. The first thing, I can't be anxious. I can't get worried. I can't get weary. He said, be anxious for nothing. So I got to follow what he's saying. Okay, Holy Spirit, you got to help me to not to be anxious in this situation. He gave us a helper. The helper is only going to testify and be a witness to what the word is saying. So the Holy Spirit is coming to my remembrance when I'm getting antsy, when I'm getting anxious, when I don't know which way to go, when I feel like I'm weak. He'll say, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer. So that's what he's saying. He said, I want to talk with you. I want to commune with you. So he said, but through prayer and thanksgiving, make your request made known unto who? Me. He didn't say go to apostle. He said, I don't want you to be anxious. He said, I want you to come to me, but I want you to come to me with thanksgiving, knowing that it's already done. Who would put that in the Bible? But God. Because he knows when we're not anxious, 
We can be thankful and say, God, I'm not thankful that this happened, but I'm thankful that you have already worked it out. Then when we begin to thank him that it's already done because we got a heavenly father who loves us, who care about us, who knows what's best for us. Our father knows everything. So when we turn it over to him and we're no longer anxious, guess what? We're feeling the peace of God. He said, then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard. Oh, ain't that something? The peace of God is what guards your heart and your mind through who? Through Christ Jesus. It is through him we live, through him we move, through him we have our being. So everything comes to where? The word. He is the word. Jesus is the word. And if we live by the word, we will have the peace. We will have the love. We will have the joy. We will have healing. Everything comes to what? The word of God. I have learned this. If my money acting a little funny, ain't nothing I can do about it. But say, Lord, that money ain't looking right. But Lord, you already know how it was going to look before it looked that way. So ain't no point of me worrying about it. Have y'all ever thought about that? God, you know my money was going to be tore up Monday. You know it was going to be out of whack before Monday came. But guess what he'll do? He will prepare you for that tore up. He will let you know. Now, things ain't going to be looking the same. Things ain't going to be looking like you thought they were going to be looking. So I want you to praise me in spite of how it, how it looked. So as you begin to praise him and say, God, I'm going to give you glory, even though the bank account don't look right, even though people ain't acting right, I'm going to still lift you on high. I'm going to still exalt you because you said in your word that you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So God, you're saying to me, everything I need has already came through Christ Jesus. So I'm going to glorify you for what you have already done. But our problem is we have to be in alignment with the word. God is not going to give you anything outside of his word. If you're not in alignment with what his word is telling you to do, quit begging and pleading with God because God ain't going outside of his word. God don't change. Whatever his word says, that's what God means. This is why we got to line up when the words say give and it shall be what? Given unto you. So do we stop giving because the money look funny? We still give. That's when we give, when the money look funny. We don't wait till we get money to give. If you waiting to give because you waiting on some money, don't give. I'm just going to say it because you'll be waiting and waiting and waiting because things fall through. But if you take the little that's in your hand, and say, God, you love a cheerful giver. I'm not giving grudgingly. I'm not giving out of necessity. God, you know my heart. So, Father, what do you want me to give? See, this is relationship, y'all. You don't look at what you have. You look to him who's the author and finisher of your faith. That's knowing that the word hasn't inspired. So when you look to him and God say, I want you to give it all. You know what we say? The devil is a lie. God ain't going to ask me to give all my money and I got to go to work Monday. Ain't that what we do? But how are you going to know if this was God or not if you don't trust him? Because this is how you know. When you've been before him in your word. And the word is is reminding you through the Holy Spirit, give. And it shall be given back unto you. Good measures 
pressed down, running over, shall men give into your bosom. The measure you have given, it shall be given back unto you. So you trust him. That's why the word says, trust in me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge who? Me in all your ways. And then I shall direct what? Your path. I'm going to tell you just how good God is. And y'all already know. I have to stay in the word because when I stay in the word, the words stay in me because when situations pop up, I have to say, wait a minute, Father, what would you have? What would you want me to do in this situation? God, at this point, it's nothing I can do but trust you. How about I was sitting there one day and y'all know we got all this renovation and everything going on. Me and my husband been running for two months like chickens with their head cut off from one thing to another. They say one thing, then this thing here pop up, then you end up with another thing. And I'm saying, okay, Jesus, the joy, how y'all think I got the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because I'm, I'm in the word and God is feeding me. He's giving us what we need. You're dealing with different people. When you deal with different people, you're dealing with different situations. You're dealing with different languages. Don't understand English. You're dealing with all of this stuff. You know, people don't understand English when they don't want to do what they're supposed to be doing, right? So now you got to get some peace from God because old man is dead. But old man left behind some habits that want to rise up and say, you know what I said. (laughs) So you have to stay in the word so you can keep some peace. I'm telling you, you need some peace now. So I was sitting there. And as I was sitting there, I was giving God glory for how he's keeping me and my husband through all of this. It's a two-man show, y'all. It's me and my husband running around for two months, making sure everything, when y'all see the church, y'all going to say, whoo, that was God. So as I was sitting there and giving God glory for everything that he has done, I opened my mail And when I opened my mail, I got a card, and the card was so encouraging. It was letting me know, thank you for all that you do. I just want you to know how appreciative I am for everything that you do. So as I was reading the card and I opened it up, a check fell out, and it was a big amount. And I said, well, glory, thank you, Lord. I got to make sure I thank this person for what they've done. And this is what I do, y'all. When it comes to money, I don't just grab money just because I can. I ask God, what would you have me to do with what's in my hands? So, you know, the enemy will mess with you and tell you all kind of stuff. That don't belong to you, da-da-da-da-da-da. But let me tell you something. God will bless you real good when you're doing the work of the kingdom. When you trust in him and trust in his word, whatever your need is, it may not come when you want it to come. But God is so much on time with every need that you have in your house. Why? Because you trust in him. You trust in the word. You leaning and depending on the word. Is there a trouble? Yes, there's trouble is going to come. All of us have trouble in our house. But guess what? He said, I'm a present help in the time of trouble. That's what the word says. God, let me know I'm going to always bless you because I know your heart. He told me to watch what I asked for. He said, watch what you say, because it ain't going to fall to the ground. Everything that you ask me for, he said, it's going to be yours because you've been faithful over little. So I'm going to make you ruler over much. What am I saying? It is because of the word, y'all. 
The more I get into the word, the more I can love you. The more I get into the word, the more I can trust God. The more I get into the word, the more I can sleep at night. The more I get into the word, the more I have an answer for each individual in this room. Because everybody have different situations, but the more you in the word, you can bring the word to them instead of going over the situation. You can say, no, this is what the word has to say concerning your situation. We had a situation at the church. I'm going to tell you how good the word is. Now, everybody that know me, I'm going to speak what I have to say in love, right? So I had to speak what I had to say in love to the contractor. And when I was speaking what I had to say, my husband looking at me, you know, amen, honey. (laughs) But I'm speaking truth. You know why I'm speaking truth? Because we go on what you say. We go on what you say. Your word is your bond. Don't tell me something you can't do. Just tell me what you can do. If you can't do it, say you can't do it, right? So I'm going in love. Let me tell you, God is so good. The contractor know Jesus. And after we got through talking, y'all, you know what the contractor came and told me? This is so sweet. He said this verse right here. And I want to give it to y'all to let y'all know God is so good. Listen at this verse. Open rebuke is better than secret love. What does that mean? It's better to openly rebuke you than to keep it in secret. See, we got a lot of church folks that are scared to say stuff to people. But when you know what the word of God says, you do according to the word. Some people say, nah, I'm going to leave that alone. Open rebuke is better than secret love. And guess what? All of us got alone. Why? Because he trusts us to know that we're going to come to him in love. Matter of fact, he trusts the word in us that this gentleman called us one night and shared with us a dream God had given him. At the end of that dream, do you know what the, the man told us? Now, we haven't known this man long. He said, I love you. We said, we love you too. Look at God. Because when you live by the word of God, People accept what you say because of the word of God. Because they know you're going to stand on the word of God and the word don't change. I'm not changing my mind. This is what the word says and this is what we're going to do according to the word of God. The word is a lamp unto your feet. The word is a light unto your path. The entrance of the word is going to give you light and it's going to give you understanding even unto the simple. So the more you get into the word, the more people are going to be glorifying God because of the word. This is what Jesus said in John 17. In John 17, 5, Jesus was going back to be with the father. And he said this, Oh, and now, O father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So Jesus was speaking to the father, letting him know, glorify me. He said, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So Jesus was saying, God, I was with you before the world exists. So Jesus was taking his rightful position back with the father to sit at the right hand of the father. Jesus said, I have completed the work that you have sent me to do. Now glorify me, father. Y'all, the word is true. 
And every day we should say, God, sanctify me in truth because thy word is true. God, know your heart. If you don't get into this word, do not wait till a situation come and trying to find the word. Every day you should be built up so much in this word. When the situation come, you're speaking to that situation. That situation ain't speaking to you. You speak into the situation the way Jesus spoke to the fig tree and say, I curse you at the root. I don't receive that. I don't, I don't receive it. You go right now in the name of Jesus. What did he say? Capture every thought. He said, um, cast down every imagination that come against what? The knowledge of God. Anything that come against God's word, you're supposed to cast it down. But how can you cast it down when you don't know the word? Because you haven't been with the word. God's word is true, y'all. And God wants us to get into this word so we can stay built up in him. We're going to have situations that bring us fear. And fear will paralyze you. Fear actually will take you out of here. So this is why God always remind me, fear thou not. Because I am with thee. Be not dismayed. Oh, I love this because I'm God. He said, I will strengthen thee. I will uphold thee with my right hand. Of righteousness. But the first thing he said, fear thou not, because I am with thee. When God is with us, we don't have to fear, because he is God. And the Holy Spirit will remind us of who he is in that situation. He will remind us of the word of God, and that's what we're supposed to speak. We're supposed to speak according to this word, not outside of this word. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. The enemy want us to speak death, but God is about life. He come to give us life and to give us life more abundantly. So when you speak the word of God, I want you to know this. You're speaking life. This is why life and death cannot be in the same room. When you go in to visit somebody in the hospital, don't you take nobody with you that's representing death. Amen. Don't you take nobody with you that's got a different word of life than you have. You carrying the word of life. They're carrying the word of death. So if you hear them say, well, they're going to die. So, well, you know what? You ain't going up in here with me. That's why Jesus had to shut the door. Off of these, these people that were speaking death, they were mourning, they were crying. He only took people in the room that knew him as life, that knew him as resurrection and life. He shut the door and then he began to speak and the girl rose up. Why? Because he didn't have death in the room. You got to watch what you say. If it's opposite of the word, you don't need to say it. And it's getting to the point you don't need to think it. Because as a man think in his heart, so is he, so does he become. Your thinking affects your body. You may not say it. You don't have to say nothing. If you think in death, your body begin to die. If you think in cancer, your body begin to think cancer. If you think in flu, if you think in pneumonia, whatever you thinking outside of God's word, that's what your body become because you got to change your way of thinking. That's the word of God. So we want to do what the word is telling us to do. The word does not have an expiration date. The word is eternal. The word is alive. It's living. 
It's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's like a hammer breaking the rocks into pieces. It's like a fire devouring everything that's going on around us. So when a situation gets to the point where you don't know what to do, admit it. God, I don't know what to do. I need your help. Holy Spirit, help me. And the Holy Spirit will begin to bring the word of God out of you to speak on that situation. He may just say, peace, be still. That's all you got to say. Peace, be still in the midst of me. And speak the word. You cannot speak where you ain't been. God is saying this over and over again, Miracle Temple. You won't be able to minister right without the word. You won't be able to sing to the glory of God without the word. I don't care how beautiful your voice is. If you ain't before God, if you're not in his word, you singing any old thing. But when you before him and you connecting with him, any old thing won't do. Because when you meditate on this word of God, you're going to make a joyful noise. You ain't going to be up here. Okay, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody sing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's wrong with y'all today? Sing it. Hallelujah. Did that excite you? But when you got somebody up here, like Jamie Colston, who began out of the depths of him to begin to praise God, to begin to just say who he is. We give glory to your, you know where he been? Because he just don't cut it off. You don't cut God off when you've been with him. You let God have his way because that's the word that's coming through him. So I know where he been. He's meditating on the goodness of Jesus. And he can begin to sing about his goodness. Because that's where he been. But if you ain't been with him, you just singing and don't want to move. Because that's where you been. But the more you be with him, the more the power, the more the glory of him radiate through you. And people know who you've been with. And the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. He becomes your strong tower. He becomes your sure defense. Y'all, the word will change you. The word will help you to love your enemies. The word, y'all, brings life. And God wants you to have so much of his life here on earth. Why? Because we own in this world, but we're not of this world. And this world is dying and don't even know it. I was telling my husband last night, it hurts me to my heart to see young folk. Young folk think they got it going on because they feel like they're living the life. I got money in the bank, at least a little bit. My kids are doing good. I got a woman. All of us are doing good. Everything is doing good, but you don't have life. You don't have everlasting life. You don't have eternal life because they think that the world can give them everything that they need. You got people all over the place partying, doing different things, trying to be a part of this, trying to be a part of that. But why can't we be a part of this, which is the word of God, so we can experience this life 
in this life more abundantly. And through this word, you won't be rejected. Because the Bible tells me I have been accepted in the beloved. So no matter what you do to me, I'm still accepted. I may not be accepted by you, but I'm accepted by him. I'm his beloved. I'm the apple of his eye. How do I know that? Because that's what the word of God said. The word said he chose me. You don't have to choose me. The word said he adopted me. So I don't have to look for no family. I have a family. And that family is in him. So when you know all of these things, guess what? You can live that abundant life and you don't have to worry about who come to your house. You don't have to worry about who speaks to you. You don't have to worry about it. Why? Because you content in him. You complete in him. My completion is so much in him. It don't make me no difference. There's nobody speak to me. I hear the father. When you know his love, you get over you and you get over everybody else. If you ain't over you or anybody else, it's because you don't know him. It's because you ain't going into what has been written. Because if you go in here, we won't have all this talking about one another. We won't have all of this grumbling, this complaining. I don't have enough. Never have enough. I got to do this. You ain't got to do nothing. But trust God and see what God has to say. God loves you. He loves you so much. He bringing the same word back in the house to tell you my word does not have an expiration date. I'm not going to change my mind. If I told you this promise 20 years, it's still the same. I'm not going to change. I remain the same. Grab hold to what he has said. Live according to what he has said and you will have this life. This life abundantly. He has come today to give you this life through his word. He has come today to tell you I'm your healer. I'm your deliverer. I'm your peace. I'm everything that you need. I'm El Shaddai. I'm the all-sufficient one. He said, I have everything in my hands. And he said, everything in my hands I have given to you through my grace. And the only thing you have to do is accept this grace by faith, through faith. It's not you that have to do anything for it. My son has already paid the price. God loves you just that much. So saying all of that, I want to say this. If today you got something going on in your body, God said you don't have to wait for your healing to come. God said your healing is already here. Healing is amongst you today in this room. Because God spoke it. He said, I sent my word and I have healed you and I have delivered you from your destruction. God said, I am the God that healeth thee. He said, I'm Jehovah Rapha. He said, I am your healer. He said, you can call me your healer and allow healing to come upon you. See, God is opening the floodgates of heaven even right now. Why? Because I'm speaking according to his word. And when God's word is spoken, he said, my word is not coming back void. It's not going to come back to me empty, but it's going to go out and accomplish that which I sent it to do. It's going to prosper. God's word, y'all, is not going to change. It's going to remain the same. God is not man that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. He said, have I not spoken to you today? And shall I not do it? He said, have I not what? 
said it, and shall I not what? Make it good, because God is not man, y'all. Take this word for what it is. The word is your medicine. That's why he said, pay attention to my word. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Why? He said, because they're life unto all what? Hmm? All flesh. You got to find it first, don't you? That's your medicine. The word of God is what? Your medicine. So you have to keep that medicine with you every day for every situation. You know how the doctor give you pills and he said, okay, this is what you're going to take three times a day. You got to take this three times a day. So this is what we want you to do. What do we do? If we got to throw it in our pocketbook, we'll remember to take it. Come on, somebody. Don't we? We take the bottles and we have to stop doing what we're doing. We go take it. When I say... Take this word three times a day, our flesh starts shaking. It's act like I told you something that's about to kill you. Because your flesh ain't used to taking it. But when you used to getting into this word, you can't live without it. Y'all, it's not a day that go by that I got to have this word. If we go somewhere, I'm speaking in tongues, or I have to have the word on. Everywhere I go, I got to have it. Why? Because I know I'm going to need it some way or another. The word will speak to you. The word will let you know when people lying to you. The word will let you know when people cheating. The word will let you know. The word will come to you in a dream and show you what's going on in front of you. God, you can't get past this word. God will give you his word. But the only way is by you getting into it and meditating on it and say, speak, Lord. Speak to me. So the word does not have an expiration date. So those today that is going through in your body, the gym floor is open. For those that are going through, and you've been going through for a long time, and you've been crying out to God, and you've been saying, God, I don't know what's going on. I'm speaking your word. But seem like the more I speak your word, the worse it gets. You don't know? That's what happens. The more you speak the word about a situation, it seems like that situation magnifies itself. But we're supposed to magnify God more than we magnify our situation. So if you're going through in your body today, come up today. Healing is in this room. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank God today for divine help, don't we? We got people in here in divine help. We got people that's already the healed of the... Glory be to God. Guess what? Your first step was being obedient. Your first step was saying, God, I trust you more than I trust what's coming against me. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, we come before...